Welcome back to History To Go, the Fortman History Association's monthly podcast. Today, we're taking a look at some of the amazing stories of black cowboys in our part of Texas. Fort Bend County in particular has a rich legacy of black cowboy heritage, including here at our own George Ranch Historical Park, where four generations of skilled black cowboys helped build the ranch into a successful Texas operation. Here's Allison Harrell to tell the stories of Peter Martin, Sam Ryan, Johnny Hudgens, Oscar Autry, and the Thomas Brothers. Hello, this is Allison Harrell, and today we're going to be talking all about black cowboys and Fort Bend County. This podcast comes from a special exhibit that was put together by the Fort Bend History Association called Bucking Expectations and Building Traditions. This exhibit focuses on the black cowboys that lived in Fort Bend County and worked on or around what is now the George Ranch Historical Park. This is not an exhaustive list of black cowboys. This is just a selection. Before emancipation, the enslaved workers were usually tasked with caring for livestock, making African-Americans some of the first cowhands of Texas. After the Civil War, newly freed African-Americans continued to provide labor to expanding ranching operations. The life of a cowboy was dangerous and difficult, but the work was steady, and so were the skills and so the skills and knowledge were often passed down through generations, creating the traditions of black cowboys that are celebrated today. The first person that we have to talk about is Peter Martin. He was born into slavery in Georgia between 1800 and 1810, but in 1824 he came to Texas with his owner, Wiley Martin. Clarence Wharton mentions in his book that while Wiley Martin became involved with the public affairs of the new colony of Texas, Peter was left behind to take care of the plantation and the cattle quite frequently. Peter was even allowed to marry one of the enslaved women that worked for Henry Jones, a neighbor of Wiley Martin. During the Texas Revolution, Peter took an active role by transporting supplies from San Felipe de Austin to San Antonio for the Texas Army using his own horses and wagon. By 1835, Wiley had begun to take the steps to emancipate Peter in his will. The newly formed Texas Congress was petitioned in 1839 by Wiley Martin to allow Peter to remain in Texas after he was freed by Wiley's death. This became um, a debated issue because many people felt that freed slaves should not be allowed to stay within Texas, and so they wanted him to be forced to leave Texas on Wiley's death and his emancipation. But um, the the petition passed through the Congress by one vote that allowed Peter to remain in Texas after Wiley's death and his emancipation. Um, he was one of the two people that were allowed to be freed and stay within Texas at that time. Peter remained in Fort Bend County after the death of Wiley Martin in 1842, and he continued ranching. He had already owned cattle previous to his emancipation. In 1845, when Texas entered the United States, Peter was ranked 23rd out of 146 ranchers for the size of his herd in Fort Bend County. Now, when Peter was freed in 1842, neither his wife Judith nor their children were freed as well. So their son, George Martin, was born into slavery in 1823, and despite his father's emancipation, he was still owned by William Stiles Jones until the end of the Civil War. After emancipation, George and his wife Anne signed a labor contract with William Ryan to work on his ranch. He was using some of those skills that his father taught him in order to get employment. And as late as the um, and late into the 1800s, his sons also worked for the Jones and Davis Stock Company as 
um, Jones and Davis Company as stockhands. So again, they pass down those skills and knowledge to the generations and continue to seek employment in the cattle industry. The next person we have to talk about is Sam Ryan. Sam Ryan was born into slavery at the Ryan Plantation in 1859. He began to work his way up the ladder at the Ryan Farm and Pasture Company, where he started out as a stock boy, but by 1893, he was a full-time cowboy and ranch foreman for the company. He was also the highest paid employee at the Ryan Ranch. While most cowboys were only making $10 to $12 a month, he was making $35. He also served as an overseer of the public road construction in 1893 and 94, and he supervised the Ryan Ranch hands in maintaining that road. He acquired a selection of livestock, including eight mules and horses and 15 head of cattle, and in 1882, he began registering his own brand in Fort Bend County. Next up, we have Johnny Hudgens. Johnny Hudgens was born on December 6, 1907, to Dan and Maggie Hudgens in Thompsons, Texas. Dan was a chuckwagon cook at the George Ranch and was responsible for feeding the ranch's cowboys. At the age of 15, Johnny broke his back and was told that he would never walk again. But despite that prognosis, he was actively cowboying again within the year. In 1922, Johnny began working for the Georges on a part-time basis, um, rounding up the livestock after a severe flood. In 1929, he began working for them full-time. His wife was a school teacher in Thompson's, and they lived there until 1950. Now, unlike some of the cowboys who rode their horses to work, Johnny would actually drive to work in an old Model T car. Now, Johnny would be wrangling horses in the morning and working cattle in the afternoon for 30 years until an accident in 1950 when a bull took his hand. But he didn't let that stop him. He continued to work for the ranch until he retired in 1972. Next up is Oscar Lightning Autry. Oscar Autry was born on December 24, 1916, in Booth, Texas. His parents worked on the Estes farm, and after a few years of schooling, he began joining his parents in the field. When he was a bit older, Oscar began to work for Tom Booth, a relative of Mamie George. Mr. Booth suggested that Oscar become a cowboy after that first year because, and I quote, you look like you'd make a good one. Oscar became one of the fastest working cowboys and adopted the name Lightning. He would mark and work with cattle, along with breaking in new horses for cattle work. He also participated in local rodeos and helped out at other ranches, including the George Ranch. In 1943, he was promoted to be Mr. Booth's chauffeur, but after Mr. Booth died in 1962, Oscar returned to being a cowboy until he himself retired in 1989. Now, the last two we have to talk about today are the Thomas boys. So in 1930, Willie Thomas was born at the George Ranch to Johnny and Josephine Thomas. His writing career began early when he was known to jump on the back of hogs and cows in an attempt to ride. By the age of 12, one of his cowboy jobs was taming horses. In 1948, Willie began riding bulls and broncos at local rodeos. After his first couple of rodeos, he then went on a three-year streak without ever being bucked off. This increased his skills and prepared him for his first professional rodeo in 1953. At his second professional rodeo, it ended in disappointment when a prejudiced judge refused to sound the buzzer on a completed ride denying him a win. After this really unfair encounter, Willie took time off the professional circuit, but returned in 1958. 
Now, throughout all of this, Willie continued to work for the George Ranch while traveling around the rodeo circuit. He won numerous belt buckles and saddles for bull and bronc riding. He also received the title of all-around cowboy from 1953 to 1969. He was announced to be inducted to the Bull Riding Hall of Fame in early 2021, and the ceremony will take place in July. Now, um, James Thomas was the younger brother of Willie Thomas, and he was born two years after Willie in 1932. He spent his early years living around behind Mama as she worked at the George house, but by the age of nine, he was milking cows. At the age of 12, he was breaking horses with his brother Willie and weaning cattle. He officially joined the cowboy staff in the 1940s, and his responsibilities varied throughout the years. He and the other cowboys would earmark the weanlings, dehorn, castrate, brand, drive, vaccinate, dip, and separate the cows for A.P. George. Now, I know this was a very quick podcast and a very quick look at a number of very fascinating people, but that is what we have for you today, all about the Black Cowboys of Fort Bend County. Thanks for joining us for this month's episode of History To Go. Be sure to check out our Black Cowboy Spotlight exhibit called Bucking Expectations and Building Traditions. It's currently on display at the George Ranch Historical Park. Get your tickets online at georgeranch.org or to learn more about the Fort Bend History Association, visit fbhistory.org. <laughs>